Hey gang, it's Dusty Thunder, and of course, I have to be sporting all of my Chiefs gear one last time. I say one last time, It's I'm probably going to keep wearing it for a while here to celebrate the Super Bowl win. So you'll just have to deal with me for a little bit longer, huh? We have a special story for you here. This is one that is an older post from Reddit. However, we've been tagged on this a bajillion times on TikTok with people asking us to cover it, so we're going to cover it. This came from the Am I the Devil subreddit, and it does not have a specific AITA title, so we're just going to roll with it, and we'll see what happens. This is a throwaway, as I do not want this connected to my main Reddit account for reasons that will become apparent if they aren't already. I met my husband four years ago, and it was love at first sight. He was a widow and had a daughter, now 17. It was tough to deal with, I won't lie, but I wanted to be with him so badly that it didn't matter. We got married two years ago, and we've had our struggles. I won't deny, but overall, it's been a very happy, love-filled marriage. At the beginning of our relationship, I was really jealous of his late wife. He had pictures of her around his home. His family loved her and talked about her. His daughter, the same thing. His friends, the same. It was tough. I was comparing myself to her. She was beautiful, intelligent, successful. She was a great mother, friend, wife, whatever you can think of. I know that people don't like to speak ill of the dead, but I believe them when they say these things. I did speak to my then-boyfriend about these feelings, and he even took down some of the pictures later in our relationship. Still, his house never felt like my home, as it felt like it was still hers. When we got engaged, we decided we would buy our own home, and we moved in right before we got married. Side note, this was very stressful with a wedding so soon after. Would not recommend. During the moving process, I found box after box of old photos and other materials. Photos of his ex. Family photos. Photos of them together, baby photos, everything. Some of these were Polaroids, they were so old. They had been together for many, many years and had so much history together. I don't know why at that moment I snapped, but I did. I threw the ones with her away. When we were putting up photos in the new house, I didn't put any of her except one with my stepdaughter. There was a box of her things and I donated some of the items and threw the rest away. I even went onto the computer and deleted photos she had stored there. At the time, I felt like I won, maybe? I don't even know what I was thinking this would accomplish, but I did it. For the past two years, my husband hasn't noticed. My stepdaughter turns 18 soon. She's a very intelligent girl. She graduated early, goes to a top-tier school, and is very well-adjusted for someone who lost her mother so young. We have never been that close. I care for her, I do, but she never opened up to me and has never viewed me as a mom to her. I understand, but it hurts. Anyway, my husband's mom wanted photos of her as she was putting something together for her. I went to look for them, and as you can imagine, they weren't there. He asked me about them, and I admitted everything to him, as I wasn't going to lie to him. He's been in tears half the time when he's speaking to me and won't sleep in the same room as me. I have tried to explain that I have felt guilty ever since and why I did it, but he doesn't care. He asked me what he's supposed to tell his daughter. Some of the materials I donated slash threw away were really important. I know that I screwed up. I know that I need to make this up to my husband and his daughter, but I don't know how to. This was such a monumental screw-up on my part. I have always been jealous of her, and I did not handle my emotions correctly. I have tried to track down photos of her by other people. And while I did find some from his parents and her friends, her parents died when she was young, and she was raised by her grandparents, who are now dead. There aren't many out there. Reddit, I love my husband and I want to fix this more than anything. I know that I am hormonal right now and my mind is wandering around to every outcome that could happen, but what if this is the end of my marriage? I can't let that happen and I need to fix this. Too long, don't read. Around two years ago, I threw away photos of my husband's late wife. He found out and now can't stand to be around me and is so sad. How can I fix this? What can I do? I screwed up. I need help.
imagine being so insecure that you tried to erase someone's existence, someone who had passed away, someone who was very important to people that you love in your life because you felt threatened by the benchmark that they provide. Not that it's going to erase her memory from the people that you feel like compare you to her. Not that it's going to remove all the things and feelings that they have in here from her just because you don't want to look at her anymore. Just because you don't want the reminder of that benchmark that you don't feel like you're ever going to live up to. Imagine being so insecure that you would rob a child of memories of her mother and rob your husband of the memories of his late wife because you were insecure and there's no other reason for it. I don't think you can come back from that. I don't think that you can fix this. There is no fixing this. You destroyed one-of-a-kind memories. This is an unforgivable. And she says in here that she doesn't want to lie like, she, she won't lie to her husband, but she did. She lied whenever she did this in the first place two years ago. I don't think there's any coming back from hiding something for years, which just makes it worse. That compounds the problem here. And if she was overcome by this, this feeling of insecurity in that moment when she decided she was going to get rid of all of this stuff and literally destroy these memories that this girl would have had of her mother and he would have had of his late wife, it's evil. I don't think there's any other word for it but evil, which is definitely in the Ascon 1 territory here, isn't it? OP, you are an unspeakable Ascon 1 to let your insecurities rob the people that you supposedly love of the memories of someone that they loved. I have no idea what you could do to ever make up for this. I don't think there's anything. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a way. Comments? Tell me, is there a way to make up for all this? I don't see it. And I'm normally pretty good at seeing solution paths here, and I'm just not seeing one. How freaking sad. This is just a heartbreaking story. This OP sucks. This OP ass con one sucks. Damn. Hey, it's Dusty Thunder again, and this time I have an Am I the Devil story for you. Am I the astronaut for telling my daughter to learn some social skills and make friends her own age? I have a 19-year-old daughter, Samantha. Samantha doesn't have many friends. She rarely leaves the house except for school or work and never brings people over. She never stays late at school or tries to talk to anybody either. Part of it is because all she talks about is kids. She loves kids, works with kids, and is in school to work with kids. Her dog, musicals, and baking. My other kids are the exact opposite. I'd get into arguments with them because they were never at home, but at least they had social lives, friends, and boyfriends. Sure, they got into trouble, but I'd rather that than Samantha never going out or talking to anybody. Samantha is in a math class with a professor that encourages the kids to work together and talk to each other. I thought this would be great for Samantha, and I was stoked when she said that she and some other people started a study group. Then she told me about the group. There's her, another 19-year-old girl, a 30-year-old man, a 35-year-old woman, and a 45-year-old woman. The worst part is that she mostly only talks to the 35 and 45 year olds. We just went to a graduation party for a girl that's exactly like Samantha. The girl didn't know anybody at the party except for her sister and looked miserable the entire time. She talked to two people at the party. A girl close to her age who works a similar job to her and has a pet so they talked about work, kids, and their pets. And a woman 15 years older than her who has a job very similar to what Samantha wants to do and all they talked about was school and that future job. When we were driving home we were talking about 
how sad it is that the graduate didn't know anyone at her own party, how she doesn't have any social skills, and that she's going to have a hard time finding a job because she doesn't know how to talk to people. Samantha stayed quiet, and I told her if she doesn't figure out how to talk to people and start talking to kids her own age, she's going to end up exactly like the graduate. She didn't say anything in the car, but when we got home, she packed a bag, got in the car, and went to my mother-in-law's house. My mother-in-law has always coddled her and told her there's nothing wrong with her, and when she's asked, has gone so far as to yell at me, kick me out of their house, and even threatened to take me to court for money that my husband and I borrowed but never paid back when I did say that there probably is something wrong with her if she doesn't know how to talk to people like a normal person. My mother-in-law also blames me and my other kids for Samantha being the way she is. Samantha used to tell everyone everything when she was younger and we used to make fun of her for it. Samantha's friends also preferred to hang out with my older daughter when she brought her friends over, but it's not my fault that her friends found my older daughter more interesting. Am I the astronaut for telling her to learn social skills and talk to people? Okay, so I have just returned from a nine-hour tour through the comments, which was a massive rabbit hole, and learned a lot of frightening shit. OP is a principal. OP's daughter appears to be on the spectrum or neurodivergent and although she hasn't been tested checks a lot of the boxes. However, it's OP's approach here about trying to fit her child inside of a box that really bugs the shit out of me. There are more opportunities today for neurodivergent children for people on the spectrum to be successful than there ever has been before. There are more ways to communicate Communicate. There are more niche things that you can get into and find a tribe in. There are more opportunities for people to be 100% themselves and be successful and be happy and not have to be uncomfortable every f***ing day, all f***ing day long. To have a mother, who happens to be a school principal, by the way, has very little bearing on this, except for it's a little bit scary, that can't see that fostering the individualism in a child is beneficial scares the shit out of me. But I think this is a lot more common than we think it is. The mentality that you have to be an outgoing social salesperson to be successful in life is no longer applicable. It's not that way anymore. You can be successful in that way if you choose to, but if you are not that kind of person, there is a whole world out there waiting for you. And chances are, there's a million people just like you who would love to talk to you and love to build a community with you. This girl, instead of being encouraged to be herself in every way possible has been taught to basically be ashamed of herself in every way possible. And this mother has a level of harmful ignorance that her daughter knew what to do with. She packed a bag and got away. There are all kinds of other red flags throughout this as well, but there are all kinds of other red flags here, but that is the main theme. The main theme is that instead of accepting her and allowing her to accept herself and encouraging her to thrive in her individualism, even if she's on the spectrum, especially if she's on the spectrum, especially if she's neurodivergent, especially if she only can communicate with specific people about niche things, why wouldn't you fertilize that? Why wouldn't you do everything you could to have her chase the things that made her most comfortable? It breaks my heart to see kids try to be put in a box. You don't know what they're going to be passionate about. And really, until you find what they're going to be passionate about, or you allow them to try different things to find what they're going to be passionate about, they don't know either. They're just following whatever plan you have set forth for them. This mom just tried to put her in a box and it didn't work and she can't get through her head why it didn't work and thinks that there's just something wrong with her. There must be, right? Because she's not an outgoing socialite. Ugh. 
Yes, OP, you are, this is an am I the devil, so we don't have a devil scale. I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, you are definitely the asshole. Well, let's see here. We've got Athcon 1 is there's no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. Athcon 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. Athcon 3 is you probably should have approached that differently. And Athcon 4 is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're not. My gut reaction here is that mom's an Athcon 1 because she can't see beyond herself. She can't see beyond her own rigid parameters that she grew up with. And it's not that world anymore, but also individualism mattered just as much back then as it does now. But now it's so much easier to be successful. It doesn't have to be as painful as it was because there are so many more niche opportunities for people. I think trying to stifle this kid and everything that she says about her daughter makes it seem like she just not hates, but she's embarrassed by her. She's embarrassed by her daughter. This OP is ashamed and embarrassed by her daughter. And that's sad. That's all the evidence that you need. She doesn't understand, so she's just ashamed and embarrassed. Instead of trying to help her daughter use the tools that she has to be a passionate, happy, successful individual, she tries to completely change her. I'm an ask on one for that. Let me know what you guys think, though. Of course, you know, our opinions are shaped by our life experiences, so you're going to see something different than I do here, and I'm always eager to hear other opinions and learn from you. So, what do you see here? Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for not letting our daughter move back home? My husband and I have three children. 25 female, 16 male, 13 female. Our oldest moved out three years ago with her boyfriend and got an apartment. They were together four years before that, so it wasn't like she ran off with some guy she just met. We supported her decision. She was old enough and working full-time. The issue is rent in our area has more than doubled on average since. Their landlord raised the rent 40% in the span of three months, and they couldn't afford to stay there anymore. The issue is they weren't exactly swimming in cash before that. They don't really have enough for first, last, and security with the market. Not that there's much anyway in their price range. Their plan was to move in with the boyfriend's parents for a few months while they figured stuff out and saved up. But they won't let her come with. So they proposed an idea. She moved back in with us, him with his parents, and they'd save up and be gone in six months tops. The issue is me and my husband don't feel that's appropriate. She's an adult now, and she needs to learn to take care of herself, not relying on handouts from her parents. She offered to pay rent, but we would only do that if she agreed to pay the market average plus her share of utilities, which would mean she couldn't save up like she wants to. Because we aren't doing that, she's been forced to share a two-bedroom apartment with six other people, some of whom she finds sketchy. I feel for her, but I still think it's her responsibility. At this point, she doesn't call much anymore, and I'm worried this may have impacted our relationship. Well, you don't say. What? 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 I am 87 levels of confused right now. Okay. They don't think it would be appropriate for her to move back home because she needs to learn to take care of herself. Here's the problem, mom. They had a plan to be able to take care of themselves, but that plan required some parental assistance with letting them stay in their respective parents' homes while they saved up. Boyfriend's parents are willing. You are not. So, you are actually the one standing in the way of her being able to execute a plan that they designed to be able to be self-sufficient. It doesn't just happen. There has to be some kind of preparation for it, and you're stifling it. You're actually making it worse. So, now she's in some sketch crack house apartment, sleeping on the floor with who knows what going on in this two-bedroom apartment with six other people. 
some of whom she finds sketchy because you're what, trying to teach her a lesson? Is that the lesson that you want her to learn? Is that the lesson that you want her to know that if the choices are to stay in a crack house or home, you're going to send her to the crack house? Because that's what she's learning right now. I think she's learning that she can't rely on you to, I hesitate to say help, because it is it is helping her. It would be helping her to let her stay there because she'd be able to, to save up to be able to be self-sufficient later on. But it's like you're not doing much by letting her take up space there. And sure, there would be some extra utilities used by her having the lights on and taking a shower and stuff, but you're not going to be out a huge amount of expense. I mean, if she's providing her own food and if she... At minimum, you know, pitch it in a little bit for utilities and that was it. You'd be offering a lot of help, but you'd still be compensated for your increase in cost. But that's not the way you're looking at it. You're saying that she's 25. She should be able to stand up on her own two feet. She should be able to fail herself. And I understand as a parent wanting to let your kids fail and learn. However, you have to look at this ecosystem that has been set up here because you described it in great detail that there's really no hope for them. That is the way that you described this situation. So in this system where there isn't much hope for them, what are you going to do? It doesn't matter that she's 25 years old. She's still your child. How are you going to help? Are you going to help by teaching? Are you going to help by providing physical assistance? What is this going to look like? Right now, it doesn't look like you are going to do anything. You are not going to provide any kind of assistance at all, not even by sharing wisdom, not even by pointing her to resources that can help. You're just saying, mm, well, I guess you're screwed. I guess you're going to have to go live in that crack house with six other people and sleep on the dirty carpet. I don't know that that's what a mom is supposed to do. I think there are a lot of comments in here that talk about, you know, a kid doesn't stop being your kid when they turn 18 or when they move out of the house. Your kid is your kid for life. And they look to you as parents for help well beyond that 18 year mark. You've got to be able to help, if nothing else, teach, share wisdom, help them figure a situation out. Even if you're not providing direct assistance, help them figure it out. There are so many other options that could have been executed on here, but just chose not to. And that, my dear, makes you an asshole. Where on the Ascon scale does it put you? Well, pretty much everybody knows the Ascon scale by now, right? Sure. Maybe I'm just in a spicy mood tonight, but maybe I'm just in a spicy mood tonight, but this feels like an Ascon 1 offense. OP, mom, for not providing any assistance whatsoever, even encouragement or wisdom or pointing to resources or doing anything except for saying, well, 25 should be able to figure it out on your own. You are an Ascon 1, mom. You've got to do something because she's your child. Even if that something is just like, we're going to allow this, but there's some stipulations when you come stay here, like you're not going to get your old room back, whatever, to contribute X amount for the utilities increase, whatever, figure something out. There are so many ways that you can help, but just chose not to at all because you don't think it's appropriate. Do you think it's appropriate for your daughter, your daughter to be sleeping in a two bedroom apartment with six other people because you wouldn't let her come back home? Is that appropriate? To an Ascon 1, maybe. What do you guys see here? Of course, our opinions are shaped by our life experiences. So I am eager to hear what you have to say here. Leave it in the comment and let me know, please. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another follower submitted AITA story for you. This one goes like this. Am I the thunderhole for not giving my aunt her mother's ring? So my mom was the youngest of five girls who were raised by a single mother. I had only met my grandmother once. 
When I was very young, I don't even remember it, prior to moving to the same city as her and my mom's eldest sister in 2005. Sadly, my grandmother unexpectedly passed away in 2011, but even in that short amount of years, she and I grew rather close. When my mom and her sisters were going through her belongings, my mom got my grandma's mother's ring and her wedding slash engagement ring. Fast forward a couple of years and I had found it in her jewelry box when I was looking for something. I had asked her about it and she told me what it was and said that if I agreed to take care of it, I could have it. It would be mine. I said, of course, and have kept it ever since. In 2019, my mom also unexpectedly passed away. This is when shit started getting real and hitting the fan. My aunt has never been the biggest fan of me or my father. Really, there is this weird hierarchy thing that is basically them, she and my uncle, having favorites, the ones they tolerate and the ones they could care less about. This also extends to their own children. Apparently, I had slash have done things that they didn't approve of and they always held it over my head. Anyways, after my mom passed, they slowly kind of faded out of my life. Their choice. Sometime in 2020, 2021, I did something, to this day I still have no idea, and they completely cut all contact with me. My dad, also confused, did try to go to my aid, but they ultimately cut him out too. Early 2023, my dad passed away. My sister, who is still, well was, in pretty good standing with them, said that they were welcome to come to the funeral, but understand that it is hard for all of us, but especially me as my father and I were really close, and this was also the second death in our family following me having my first child. Up until the funeral, I hadn't spoken to or seen them in almost two years, since they completely dismissed me from their life. My aunt shows up, my sister goes to greet them, they come into the viewing room, and my aunt goes up to the casket. She says that my dad got fat, and my sister quickly defends. She then goes and hugs my dad's mom, walks past me for a second time, then goes behind me to hug my sisters. I am the oldest of three girls and tells them she is sorry that they have to be the strong ones and they know how difficult this must be for them. Then they leave, not once saying anything to me. My grandmother was livid and goes after them and says that they can't even acknowledge me after everything I've just had happen. My aunt's response is, well, what about what I've done to them? Again, I have no idea what they're talking about. A few weeks later, my sister stopped by my aunt's place to get something, and my aunt sees that my sister is wearing my mom's mother's ring. She then proceeds to ask about my grandma's mother's ring, to which my sister says they aren't sure and they think it may still be in our mom's jewelry box. They didn't know that mom had given it to me years back. I just recently found out that my aunt wants it back. I told my sisters that I am the one that has it, and my mom was the one who gave it to me. I personally don't want to give it back. One, for the way she has treated me and continues to treat me. Two, for how she behaved at my father's funeral. And three, it was something my mom gave to me that she got from her mother. I now have a daughter, and I would like to pass it down to her. I told my sisters that if it's asked about again, they can inform her that I am the one who has it, and if she wants it, or at least would like to inquire about it that she will need to come to me directly, though I am going to tell her that I will not be giving her the ring for the reasons listed. My sister said that I should just give it to her if she asks, which if she even does will probably be more of a demand than an ask, and that they'll probably think I'm being petty. But they've treated me so poorly, and the ring is something I adore and love. Am I the thunder hole? No, OP, I don't think that you are being the asshole at all here. And it's as simple as this. Whenever your mother acquired it, it was her property. She passed that property to you. It became your property. And that's the end of the story. You don't have to relinquish anything because it is your property. Regardless of them being ass bags and treating you badly for reasons that you don't even know about, in my mind, that has no bearing on this story at all. It is your property. You don't have to give it up because it was your mother's property and she gave it to you. They have no claim on it. Yes, from what we know about them so far, they're going to try to manipulate this situation. Yes, they're going to play the victims in all of this. And the safest thing to do is not play the game. 
If you want to issue some kind of a response or cut this off before they get the chance to do something stupid, I would simply say, this became my mother's property when you were going through grandma's things. Mother passed that to me, gave it to me physically, and you don't have to prove a damn thing. She gave it to you. However, you're going to have to do this with some kind of paper trail because they are going to try to use this and twist it and distort it and become the victims and create drama. And you know this from experience. So do it in some kind of recorded or paper trail fashion. So you have something to go back to when the rest of the family hears that you've been this terrible, awful person. When you're dealing with volatile people like this, I think it's just safest to create distance. And if you do have to communicate with them at all, do it in some kind of way that you have some kind of paper trail on some kind of recording of a conversation, whether it be audio, whether it be, you know, sticking to text or emails or letters, whatever, don't give them an inch here because they will turn it into 12 miles. Uh, I'm going to say OP is not on the ASCON scale at all here. Comments, please let me know what you think here. It seems pretty simple, but I might be missing something here. It's happened before. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have yet another AITA story for you. Am I the thunderhole for leaving a vacation I planned for my girlfriend after her friends came along? My girlfriend Sarah, 29, and I, male, 28, have been dating for five years, and I wanted to go on a vacation with her to celebrate. I planned the trip for several months. Of course, I shared my plans with her and decided on skiing slash snowboarding slash other winter activities in Colorado. The activity seemed perfect, and I was looking forward to this for months because I wanted to propose to her at the end of the trip. Five days before the trip, Sarah dropped the ball on me that she invited two of her friends to meet her there. I was upset because I wanted to spend one-on-one -on -one time with Sarah for our anniversary. I feel like it was plain and clear that this was a trip for just us. Even though I expressed my concerns, Sarah insisted that her friends already made plans to come and won't back out. Well, that's shitty, Sarah, isn't it? I decided to accept this because there was no way for me to force her friends to not come. I wish I fought more on this. I figured we could make some changes to our plans, and I would still be able to propose to her privately. Sarah essentially blew me off for her friends and we didn't get any private time. After three days of being in second place, I decided to leave the trip and head home. I told Sarah why I was leaving and she was upset. She told her friends about my decision and I was ganged up on. They said we were all having a great time. She thinks I'm being a jerk for making her pick between her friends and me, even though her friends weren't invited in the first place. I never had personal issues with her friends prior to this trip. I never made Sarah pick between me or her friends because everyone needs friends outside of a relationship. I'm at home now and thinking about everything. I have a day to myself before Sarah comes home, so I at least get to relax a bit. Sarah and her friends think I'm overreacting and think I ruined the trip. I think Sarah was disrespectful and rude to me by ruining the purpose of the trip and having her friends gang up on me. Am I the astronaut for leaving a vacation I planned for my girlfriend after her friends came along? Edit! This was a planned anniversary slash romantic trip. I was clear that we have plans for just us two. We've been on other anniversary trips together without her friends there. We did discuss marriage beforehand, so it's not like a proposal wouldn't have been out of the blue. Minor update. My friends are here at the house and they have been running potential interference just in case her friends try to bombard and harass me. They've been great and I'm so glad to have them. Minor update number two. None of Sarah's friends came by the house or harassed me yesterday slash last night, which is good. Sarah hasn't come home yet. I figured out what I want to say and I have it written out. Well, OP's not going to share what he what he's going to say with us here. Let's see if OP jumps into comments at all because I am curious. Ooh. 
Someone says she absolutely found the ring and decided to sabotage it to avoid having to say no. Entirely possible. I mean, everything that I'm reading here. Okay, here's one other possibility. Contrary, what if she wanted her friends to be there to witness and celebrate the engagement? Possible. Seems like the first option is a lot more likely. And the majority of commenters here on the Reddit post agree that she found the ring and is cowardly preventing that proposal from happening. She spent the entire trip with him, dude. What are the reason would she have for doing that? And also, there's nothing else that you say in here that makes this in character for her at all. So this is completely out of character, right? Would she be so maniacal to invite her friends to prevent the proposal? Is that the only thing that makes sense here? Kind of seems like it might be, dude. Or she just did something completely out of character and her friends were like, hey, we're thinking about going too. And she stupidly was like, I'll just meet us there. It'll be great. Which is possible. It doesn't sound like it's in character for her. And you guys have been dating for five years. So uh, I'm guessing how long ago was this? It was seven days ago that this was posted at the time of my voicing this. So um, surely she came home and surely... They've had the conversation, and maybe if commenters are correct here, and she found the ring and was just avoiding it, he probably isn't going to come back and update this, because um, that would be embarrassing. That would be painful, and that would suck pretty bad. But also, it would be good to know that you're just wasting your time, wouldn't it? And maybe that that's the biggest problem I have with OP's girlfriend here, is that she chose the most cowardly way possible to deal with the situation. If that was the reason behind it, her trying to avoid the proposal, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, I know we're getting ready to go on this trip, and I just want you to know that I'm not ready. He says they have talked about marriage before. He felt like they were primed for it. She may not feel the same way. Regardless, it was a cowardly move to bring the friends along and to not talk about it with him ahead of time. What, two days before the trip? That's what he got? That's the notice he got? That's super disrespectful. They had no private time. Everything in this points to that being the the real reason. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see an update at some point from OP here, and we could come back and revisit this story, but that seems like the most likely scenario here. Uh, no, OP, you are not the thunderhole for leaving and coming home. Um, kind of seems like that was their mission, and if her friends didn't harass you or bombard you after the fact, that kind of solidifies that as well, doesn't it? It was like mission success. They still got to stay for the rest of the trip and hang out as friends, and they didn't have to worry about the proposal anymore because you weren't around. What am I missing? What am I missing? We've got to be missing something here. What are some other possibilities? Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder. Well, that was weird. That's what my voice sounded like. This one is, am I the thunderhole for leaving a vacation? I'm, I'm still in my words. I'm not drunk, I promise. I'm just bad at speaking, apparently. Five days before the trip, sure. I said, give me red flags, bitch. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and I have something different for you today. This is a story that comes from the best of Redditor updates. What's that, you ask? Here's the description. What happened to people who ask Reddit for advice or help? Did they take Reddit's advice? How did it turn out? Read the best updates by Redditors and find out what happened after their original post. So it's like updates. It's all updates. The name of this post is My Stepdaughter Wants Her Real Dad to Give Her Away. My stepdaughter will be getting married on August 3rd. 
The wedding planning has consumed most of her and her mother's life. I say her mother because we aren't married, that we've lived together for 10 years for the past six months. My stepdaughter graduated last December from university. I paid for her to go to college. Though it was a state school, it still ran 40K. She does not have a job and has been living with us for the duration of her college career and since her graduation. I also bought her a car to get back and forth from school when she finished high school. From time to time, her deadbeat father would pop into her life and she would fawn all over him. Although he has not contributed a cent to her education or paid any child support, though that is my girlfriend's fault as child support was not part of the settlement. She still loves him and wants him in her life. He stays long enough to break her heart by skipping town and breaking some promise that he made to her. The wedding venue holds 250 people max. I gave them a list of 20 people that I wanted invited, you know, since I was paying for everything. They told me that was no problem and they'd take care of it. So I let these people know they'd be getting an invite and they should save the date. Saturday, I saw one of my friends on this list at the golf course and asked if he was coming. He told me that he wasn't invited. He told me that he got an announcement, but not an invitation. He had it in his back seat, along with probably six months of mail, and showed it to me. Sure enough, it was just an announcement, and my name was nowhere on it. It had her dad's name and her mom's name and not mine. This led to a pretty big fight with girlfriend as I found out that none of my list of 20 made the cut for the final guest list because 250 people is very tight. I was pissed, but not a hell of a lot I could do because the important people in my life had already been offended. My girlfriend said, If some people didn't RSVP yes, I might be able to get a couple people in. But that is an ultimate slap in the face in my opinion. So I was boiling on Saturday. Yesterday, we had a Sunday dinner with the future in-laws family and us and a surprise guest the real dad. At this little dinner, my stepdaughter announced that her real dad was going to be able to make it to her wedding and that now he'd be able to give her away. This was greeted with a chorus of, oh, how great and how wonderful. I don't think I have ever felt so angry and so disrespected. I was shaking. I took a few seconds to gather my composure because I honestly wasn't sure if I would cry or start throwing punches or both. Once I was sure I'd be able to speak, I got up from my chair and said I'd like to make a toast. I can't remember exactly what I said, but the gist of it was like this. I'd like to make a toast. The sound of spoons against glasses rang in my ears. It has been my great pleasure to be a part of this family for the past 10 years. Aw, how sweet. At this point in my life, I feel I owe a debt of gratitude to the bride and groom because they have opened my eyes to something very important. Confident smiles exchanged. They have showed me that my position in this family is not what I once thought it was. And now a glimmer of confusion and shock begins to spread on the faces in the room. Though I once thought of myself as the patriarch, godfather of the family, commanding great respect and sought out for help in times of need, it seems instead that I hold the position of an ATM. Good for a stream of money, but not much else. As I have been replaced as host, both on the invitations and in ceremony, I am resigning my financial duties as host to my successor, Real Dead. So cheers to the happy couple and the path they have chosen. I finished my drink. You all can let yourselves out. Is this selfish? I'm supposed to shell out 40 to 50 grand for a wedding that I can't invite anyone to that I'm not part of? I'm so done with this crap. I'm done with my stepdaughter. I'm done with my girlfriend. I transferred the money out of our joint account last night. She has not had a job since she moved in with me. This morning, I called all the vendors I had written checks to for deposits to refund my money. At present, it looks like I'll lose around 1500 for the venue, but the other vendors have been great about refunding. Too long, don't read. You want your real dad to be on the invitation to give you a way to sit at the head table. Fine, your real dad can pay for every thing too. Update one. Oh snap. The immediate aftermath was tantrum. 
and people sitting there mumbling while not actually saying anything to me, but to each other. After much yelling with a girlfriend about me being selfish, I spent the night in my home office and no one knocked on my door, not once. Today's aftermath is kind of depressing for me. Girlfriend brought me Bride's Wedding Planner to show me how much work I was ruining. I thumbed through it, found a page in the music section for father-daughter dances. All of the songs were catered to real dad's taste, so I thought they were just being disrespectful. But now I'm feeling like they never really gave a crap at all especially since the menu included two ingredients I'm allergic to. That actually made me laugh. Either way, I'm glad to be done. Return the planner and ask her when she and bride could move out. Also, I never promised to pay for the wedding. I offered them to use my home when they were sure it was going to be small, but other than that, all I've heard is how it's the bride's family that should pay, so let it be the bride's family then, aka not me. Final update. Girlfriend and bride are now moved out. They are moving in with the groom. It was very hard not to be petty with some of the belongings they took with him, but it's done and I switched out the locks and now it's time for a brew. I can't believe how popular this story got, but I feel good to be given support by so many. If I find out what happens with the wedding, I will let you know, but I can't guarantee that I will put in the effort to find out. From what I've heard, they are trying to scale things back and get his parents to help out. Girlfriend burned bridges when I found out she tried to write herself a check on our joint account the day after the unpleasantness. By then, I had already moved on, so I guess I'm a bigger ass than her, but I could feel it coming. That's all. Thanks. So, wow. Um, I really like the way this is written, too, because it gave me a chance to just, like, act it out fully. Props for that, OP. It seems like they really just used him as an ATM, and he finally caught on to it. The timing is probably the most assholish thing of all here. Not that it wasn't warranted. It was 100% warranted. But the timing sure caused a lot of pain. And with the amount of pain that he was feeling, maybe that's justified. Because he fired back at a time that would cause pain and maybe help them realize that they had been shitty people and change their ways in the future. Not rectify things with him. That's not going to happen, obviously. When you return fire like that and cause pain like that, you're deciding to burn all those bridges and not give those relationships any kind of chance. You know, if there had been some kind of agreement that he was paying for things, then yeah, it would be an asshole move. But according to OP, there wasn't. They just assumed that he was going to pay for everything and started racking up the bills and asking him to pay them, and he was doing it. The only part about this that I don't like in the relation to our normal approach on solutions here was that if he was going to provide any kind of path to a solution here would be to have the conversations and say, look, this is where I'm headed. This is what I'm feeling. This is what needs to change to avoid getting to that point and give his girlfriend at least a chance to change things. It doesn't seem like any of that happened at all. It seems like he just kind of kept quiet. Did he say something? Let me go back and skim real quick. Now, I mean, the guest list thing, that was that was really the beginning of him starting to speak up. And that was it. So he never spoke up. I mean, he spoke up about his guest list. But other than that, there's a, there was a similar story here where it was a, a female OP whose husband, they were married, and his kids were basically bleeding her dry and just using her as an ATM. Her Reddit post was before she had done anything about it. It was basically, I feel like they're using me as an ATM. They're just bleeding me dry, but giving me no respect here at all. She ended up basically being the wedding planner for, for her story too, worked the whole wedding and never got any recognition or thanks or anything. And they just treated her like crap. She did her Reddit post. We did a video on it and later actually heard from the OP on comments in one of the videos. And she let us know that she had left and was much happier now. So this OP wrote his post after he took the action to rip off the bandaid and leave. So it's different, but it's the same exact scenario. And they both ended up leaving. And I think that's probably the right move because there's been so much pain caused. 
closed. Like, how are you ever going to get over that? Even if you find a solution path for this one situation, changing all of their behaviors to treat you differently and begin respecting you is going to take a whole lot of work. And he wasn't willing to do that. He had had enough. So said, screw it. Uh, I mean, there are some things in here that could easily be asshole things the way that it was done. But I think given the amount of, of disrespect that they had shown him, it was warranted. However, let me know what you think. I am eager to hear. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder once again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the thunder hole for going alone and not taking my family to my stepsister's wedding? My stepsister is having a destination wedding. I live far away from her and all my siblings and parents. I assumed my family of five would be invited, even though we haven't been real close in the past few years. I reserved time off work and began asking my parents about logistics. One day, my stepsister called me and asked me who invited me to her wedding. Oh boy. I said we assumed we were invited, but maybe I was wrong. She said since it was a destination wedding, she wanted to reserve it for the people who had been important to her life in the last few years. I said I understood. After we hung up, I was hurt and for many days and weeks after had to process the fact that our relationship wasn't as good as I thought it was. She texted later and said they are still working out the details and she let me know whether we'd be invited within the next two months. Two months passed. Another two weeks passed. She called me and said she'd be happy to invite us to her wedding, but she didn't apologize or explain what changed. I suspect my stepmom guilted her into it. My wife and I don't really feel like she wants us there, but I felt like I should at least go. But in the two plus months that passed, my wife's family made plans to visit us, and frankly, it would be very hard now for my whole family to attend due to those subsequent plans with her family. When I told my dad and stepmom that I was planning to attend solo, but without my wife and kids, I thought they'd be pleased that at least I was making the effort to attend, despite the clumsy and somewhat disrespectful way I was eventually invited. Instead, my stepmom got mad at me for not bringing my whole family along. She said my stepsister originally made the wrong decision but came around to make the right decision, but now I was making the wrong decision, and my pride was keeping me from making the right decision to bring my whole family instead of just me. In the interim between when I was disinvited and then later invited, though, my stepsister told my dad the reason she didn't invite me originally because she was insecure about her relationship with him versus his relationship with me, and she was worried that if I was there, he'd be more distracted by me and my family and not pay adequate attention to her on her wedding day. Whatever one makes of that, it certainly doesn't make me want to put my wife and kids in that very fraught, emotionally loaded situation. But according to my stepmom, this attitude misses the point and I'm missing an opportunity for my family to bond more with my stepsister all because of my pride. Am I the thunderhole? This is complicated. Oh my god. I'm assuming that OP's stepmom knows that OP's wife's parents are now coming to see them and that logistical quandary is why the family isn't coming along. So she has to understand that there was so much logistical delay here that other things happen. Other things get scheduled. That's not your fault, OP. It's your sister's fault. Stepsister for dragging her feet on inviting you in the first place. Uh, so no, I, you're not wrong at all here. And if anything, your whole family not being there would probably make your dad less magnetically drawn to you and your family, right? I mean, that that this should be a good thing for your stepsister. And really what your stepsister wants, because it's her wedding, is the only thing that matters here. So forget what your stepmom says. 
talk to your stepsister and say, here's what's going on. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm thinking. And here's what I'm thinking would be most beneficial. Do you agree? And if she agrees, she needs to reinforce that to your stepmom. And then this all should go away. I don't think you're being an asshole here at all because, you know, even if you didn't go now at this point, you wouldn't be the asshole. Even if they, you know, even since they decided to go ahead and invite you after the fact, the amount of time that she said she would get back to you on passed before she lets you know that you would be invited. And she has to understand that plans change and she had her window and she missed it. So plans were made for your family with your wife's parents coming to visit. So you being able to make it at all is, is a miracle at this point. Stepmom can just swallow her pride, her pride. Yeah. This is a her pride thing because she probably threw a bitch fit to get your stepsister to go ahead and create the invitation for you. And then now feels like all of her hard work is going to waste because only you are coming, not your family. So talk to your sister stepsister. Let her know what's going on. If you can get her on board, her vote is really the only one that counts here. That's where I'm at, not putting you on the ASCON scale at all, but of course, as always, you, yes, you, you, watching this video right now, you, if you think differently, if you see something that I'm missing, please let me know, and let's discuss it in the comments. My wife's butt in the... Do better, Dusty. Do better. Plans to visit us. And frankly, it would be very hard now for my whole family to attend due to those subsequent plans with her family. That was a weird way to end that sentence. That's where I'm at. I'm not putting you on the Askanaut scale at all. Askanaut scale. Pfft. Hello again, it is Dusty Thunder, and I have an update for the Am I the Askinaut for flipping out on my fiance for canceling all the vegan food options from our wedding food menu behind my back. Didn't realize how long the title was, lol. So the talk didn't go well. I waited for him to come home so we could have a final conversation about it, but he still insisted on his stance. For more details, his family are a bit on the heavy side. Most of them are obese. Nothing wrong with that. They're perfectly within their right to decide how to live, but they get easily offended at the mention of the words weight and food. I tried so hard to focus on the issue at hand, but I noticed there was a pattern of this behavior. He said it wasn't true and that it was just an attempt for me to throw past conflicts at him in order to win the current one. He claimed he tried to reason with me about why and how his guest might see those vegan options as offensive. Also said that his family loved food and consider it a big deal, and how he didn't want his family to feel like there's certain options that they couldn't touch and feel like there's a difference in how I treat them versus how I treat my family. He then went on to explain how it's just an event and how my family should just accept what's going on the menu, and if they felt inconvenience, so what? It's just a one-time thing, so they're not going to die if they had salad and appetizers. What he said wasn't good enough reason for me, because his folks are going to say and think what they want. But at the end of the day, it's my wedding. And to be honest, realizing that my partner himself thinks it's okay to steamroll my opinions and decisions simply because he's prioritizing others and their opinions over me was really upsetting and not something that could be looked past. Normally, I'm a person of rational discussions and compromises. I'm all about compromises. I'd compromised on much bigger matters than just food. But like people said, it's not about the food anymore, if it ever was. Like he'd literally lose nothing if he let me have what I wanted. But apparently... He was willing to lose it all over this, which is fine by me. I gave him back the ring and called everything off. I just couldn't envision myself living like this any longer. Having to walk on eggshells for his family and letting him basically override my opinions and have the final say no matter what. Marriage is about compromise. And here he has nothing to lose, yet chose to do this to me and my family. 
Mind you, this is my first serious relationship and I didn't know what to expect. But it's safe to say that he and his mom and family did make it feel like I was taking crazy pills on so many occasions, so that's that. Last thing he said was that I chose my family over him and ended everything between for the sake of keeping him happy. Decision's been made and it's done. Just wanted to give an update to those who wanted it. Thank you so much for your endless stream of advice and support. Well done. Good for you, OP. I'm glad that OP called this off because, like we talked about before, this is straight-up disrespect for your culture. And I'm calling your food options, you know, your choice to be a vegan, a culture thing there because it's how you live your life. And your family follows the same pattern. So they have, you know, bordering on utter contempt for you and your family. Certainly weren't going to respect any of your choices here. And it's really funny how they have this hypocritical argument about not wanting his family to look at something like they couldn't touch it. Now, they just wanted 99% of the food items that were were there to be things that you couldn't touch. What an Ascon 1, that guy. Jeez. You saved yourself from marrying an Ascon 1. So, bravo. Good move there. He had so many chances here to fix this and make it right, but uh, chose not to. So, there you go. That's that. It's unfortunate that your first serious relationship turned into this, but you chose you and made the right move. And you learned a lot in this process that you'll be able to use in the future to avoid making these kinds of mistakes. Also, if you've been watching this video and you're like, man, something is different. What is different? What is different? I didn't wear my headphones just to mess with you. Seriously. I don't know. It seemed like a fun thing to do. Hey y'all, my name's Dusty Thunder and I got a story to tell you. This is a follower submitted Am I the Butt Nugget story and it goes like this. Am I the thunder hole for divorcing my husband? My ex-husband and I met in middle school and got together the last couple of years of high school. Everything was sweet. He was very caring until we moved in together. We got pregnant with our child before he left for basic training with the army. I moved away from everything I ever knew, all of my family and friends to start a life with him in a state that I had never even visited. The first week or so was great. Everything after that was terrible. He would invite his friends over to our house all the time. We had no privacy on any of our dates that we went on because there was always one of his friends with us. We never had time for ourselves. They wanted to come over and stay up late and party all the time. During this whole process, I'm about six months pregnant, and this continued even after I gave birth. Neither him nor his friends had any respect for the fact that I had just given birth to a baby and had almost hemorrhaged out while giving birth. He was essentially a very absent father. He was interested in changing a lot of diapers and wasn't very attentive as a husband. I wonder if OP meant wasn't interested. Essentially like, well, I'm married and I'm around, so you should understand that it's me spending time with you. And that's how it was every day. Fast forward, he gets the notice that he's going on his first deployment. He was acting strange a few months before he was going overseas, and I just chalked it up to nerves. Until one of his friend's wives had screenshotted a dating site that he had created to meet up with people. And his profile picture was, let's just say a picture you should only be sending your wife. When I found out, I was livid. I asked him, what the F is this? He tells me that his friend got into his phone and used his picture and made a profile. Yes, I was dumb and naive, and I believed him. I let it roll off my back until about a month after he's at his duty station overseas and I get a Snapchat ad from one of his friends that's his roommate. He's messaging me and essentially asking if my husband and I are in an open relationship. I told him no, we're married and we have a kid. He then lets me know that my husband has a woman in his room and that there was moaning coming out of it. Then right after I got a video of the sound and about 15 minutes later, I get another video of him walking out of the room with a towel around his waist and the girl leaving with her hair in a mess. When I found that out, I called him and tried to FaceTime him. 
He said he was busy doing layouts. Now, mind you, his roommate already showed me exactly what he was doing, so he outright lied directly to me. I mean, he was doing a layout of some kind. I said, okay, and just let it roll off my back, but from the moment I found out he was cheating, I plotted my revenge. I went to the gym, got my body looking amazing, and waited for the perfect opportunity to stomp on his heart before he had come home. Oof. She means business. His roommate and I came up with a system. Every time he brought a girl back to the room, he would record and take pictures and send them to me so I had all the ammo I needed to push through this divorce. Quick as hell. I paid attention to all the finances and where he was deployed, hair salons, and massage parlors that will give him a happy ending. I was watching for anything out of the ordinary interest. I found that he either likes a lot of takeout ordering for himself in one night, two to three times a week, or he's taking somebody out. I had offered to be there to pick up his roommate and take him where he needed to go. When he got in the car, we went to go grab food and then all of the videos that he couldn't send me. He airdropped them into my phone. I asked him if he could help me with one more step in my plan, and he was down. I waited until my ex got home. We had a party that night, and that same night I made out with his roommate right in front of him. He chalked it up to me being drunk and that I didn't know what I was doing, but we can go to marriage counseling and try to fix it and figure it out. I said, okay. We scheduled our first counseling appointment and the therapist was talking and my ex essentially said that I was having some infidelity issues and said nothing about him. So I asked my therapist, what would you do if you were sent these for nine months? And showed every single video, picture, and soundbite of him cheating on me with other women while I was back home with our child. The look on my ex's face is something I would pay to see over and over again. This man had no idea that I knew the whole entire time that he was gone. I told the therapist I didn't need any intervention because this marriage was done. So, am I the asshole? Um, no. I think you already know that though, OP. You know that you're not the asshole here. Um, you put a lot of effort into plotting your revenge here, and I'm, I, it sounds like it all paid off very sweetly for you. Um, <laughs> letting him be an idiot and just accruing evidence, which thank goodness that his roommate was a stand-up guy and did this for you. Now, now I say stand-up guy, he was a stand-up guy because he was doing the right thing. I I'm just saying, he, he put himself in danger here, making out with you right in front of his roommate. Like, you are, what you did here was not in any way, shape, or form being an asshole. The one thing that you did that might have furthered this was making out with him in front of your husband, who was your husband at the time. This may end up being featured in uh, one of the future Dusty Awards as uh, Best Revenge. We'll have to keep tabs on this one here. Let me know what you guys think. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my sister I hope she never has kids? I'm 22 female. I have three-year-old twin boys and I had a baby girl not even two days ago. My sister Jody is 34 and has been suffering with infertility for the past 10 years, as well as repeated miscarriages. I used to feel really bad for her, and also a bit guilty as I got pregnant twice while being on contraception. It caused some tension between us when I was pregnant with my twins because she was so jealous, and I was already feeling intense guilt. This time around, she wasn't as jealous, but I still felt it was unfair. As my husband and I have decided we are done having kids, I offered to be a surrogate for my sister as soon as I'm cleared after this baby, and she seemed like she was absolutely over the moon with that. In turn, she offered to watch the twins while I was in labor with my new baby, which was a relief on my part. I went into labor on Thursday morning, and Jody came over to watch the kids while my husband and I went to the hospital. She seemed like she was in a great mood, and promptly rushed us out the door. Everything seemed fine, until we got home this morning to find thousands worth of destruction to pretty much every baby item we've purchased. 
Even the crib mattress was torn apart. Everything was ruined. Jody tried to pin it on the twins, but they're three, and this level of destruction had to have been done by an adult. My twins can't even reach some of the stuff that was destroyed, and they certainly do not know how to open diaper packages and tear them apart. I know kids, especially toddlers, can do a lot of damage in a short amount of time, but I also know my children aren't capable of doing what happened. I told my sister to get the f*** out of my home and stay away from me and my family. I got really angry, and I said a lot of stuff I shouldn't have, but one of them was, I hope you never have a child, and if you do, then I'll tell it exactly what you've done to mine. I told her twice we can't afford to fix the damage she's caused, but since she still denies it, she won't cough up. I told her because of her, the baby doesn't even have a safe space to sleep. My parents caught wind of what I said, and even after I explained the situation, they still think I'm being an asshole for saying something so vile to my sister, after all she's done for us. Obviously, my judgment is clouded, so am I the asshole? Let's just entertain this notion for a second. If the three-year-old twins turned into, like, twin Chucky dolls and decided to destroy the house, wouldn't it still be OP's fault for not effectively taking care of the kids and watching them? Wouldn't she have been able to stop them before they destroyed everything? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So, yes, um, it's definitely OP's sister here that had some kind of jealous rage and just went on a destructive fit while they're with twin three-year-old kids. That's dangerous. Not only is this destruction of property, which you should file a police report on, but this is also dangerous behavior, and this woman should not be around children ever. This is a severe mental health case that your sister desperately needs help with, or it's going to ruin her life. It's running her life right now, and it is actively ruining her life right now, but she needs to get some help. And I don't know if you can be the primer for that. I don't know that you filing a report on this is going to accomplish anything. You're not going to be able to convince her to, to seek help herself because she won't even admit to what she's done here. Maybe someday she will. But she needs help. And she needs to not be around your kids ever again. Oh my God. Who knows what items she used to cause this destruction. But if she was running around with any kind of tool to to create destruction while your twin kids were there, then that had to be just absolutely terrifying for them. If they witnessed any of this, they're going to have trauma for this too. I mean, you hope that they don't remember it or hoping that they were asleep or in the other room or, you know, my gosh, this is terrifying. You're not the asshole at all for saying what you said. You had every right to say and do a lot more than you did. The bigger issue here is that your sister needs serious help and shouldn't be around kids, period. Yes, she had to see the baby stuff in there, but she was seeing that on the heels of finding out that you were going to be a surrogate for her. Like, that was a positive headspace for her. Imagine what she's like when she's in a negative headspace and gets hit with something like that and has to look at some baby or some baby items and has no other adult there to keep her in check. This is what she's going to do. So, that's scary. This is genuinely scary and sad and if this had happened in my home, I would definitely be filing a police report. I would definitely be reaching out to health services and, and child services and filing every kind of report that I could to make sure that this was well documented and that this person isn't allowed around children. I would be on absolute fire. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, 
You can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the Askonauts today. Thanks again.